Dracula, a radio play, based on the novel by Bram Stoker, adapted by Cruz Flores. Graveyard. My dearest Lucy, you will pardon me, I hope, for not writing to you in so long. Much has happened to us since last we spoke. Jonathan has mostly recovered, and we began our long journey home, only to be notified in Budapest that dear old Mr. Hawkins, Jonathan's boss, has died and left the whole of his business to him. Meanwhile, I have so many questions about events during our time apart. When will you and Dr. Seward be married? What will you wear and what location have you chosen? I eagerly anticipate discussing all your nuptial plans when we next meet. I shall have to hold your hand a little tighter on this last carriage ride home, Mina. London seems almost a foreign country to me now. You are entirely justified in feeling so. When you left, you were but a clerk. And now you must take charge of the entire accountancy firm. I am sorry we must be separated so soon. There'll be much to do beginning tomorrow, but I am so grateful you came to me when... Jonathan, darling, what's wrong? What are you staring at? It's him. He is here. It is the man himself, but younger. He has somehow grown young. Who? It is Count Dracula, here in the flesh. Oh my God, if only I knew... It's all right, my love. Close your eyes. I am here and nothing will harm you. Just rest until we get home. I'm all right now. I only needed a moment to collect myself. Here, let me get the mail. There's a telegram from someone named Dr. Van Helsing. Oh, Mina. I'm so sorry. Lucy. She's dead. What? It says she was buried two days ago, and this Van Helsing fellow asked to visit us with her last letters to you and some of her other effects he would like to speak to you about. Let us go inside. We shall both need some time to rest. Hello? You are Madame Mina Harker, formerly Mina Murray, friend of Lucy Vesterner? Yes, and you are Professor Van Helsing, I presume? Come in, please. It is on account of the poor child that I come. I was with her through her illness, and there were many circumstances that puzzled me that I have hoped you could assist me with. If you are so good a friend and caretaker to her, that is all you must say, and I shall help you in any way I can. Lucy meant more to me than I ever realized until I found out. I'm sorry. The grief is still very near. You need not apologize for your tears, my child. There's a rain that washes the soul, and mine has been washed many times this past week. My friend John allowed me access to her letters and diaries. There was much in them of your love as sisters, but I wanted to ask you about the incidents that night on the bluffs, so I came to ask you all that you can remember. 
I can give you better than that, Professor. I have typewritten my journal I wrote at the time. I included everything as I was afraid any spare detail might be important. This will be a good blessing, Madam Mina. Thank you. Lucy's letters also had in them how much of an intelligent and capable woman you are. What she wrote was the truth. You praise me too much, Dr. Van Helsing, even as it is through, Lucy. It makes me more anxious about what I have to ask you about my husband, Jonathan. Ah, yes. Your letters mentioned he became ill while travelling east. He is recovering now, I hope. Yes. However, in my writing, I was somewhat elusive about the nature of what happened to him. I have passed the whole of today in fear of what I'm about to tell you. That you'll think me a weak fool and my husband a madman. His account is so strange and terrible, I would disbelieve it myself if I did not have so much trust in Jonathan. Strange has of late become for me commonplace, Madam Mina. I have learned not to think less of anyone's belief, no matter how strange. I promise to listen with an open mind. You have no need to listen. I have also typewritten the journal Jonathan kept during his time in Transylvania. It may only be a superstitious belief in all evil having an original source, but I am troubled by the notion that what happened to Lucy and my Jonathan's dealings with a man named Count Dracula are somehow connected. I would like you to read both of these accounts and tell me your opinion. This is a serious matter, Madam Mina. It will require some time to thoroughly study all of these papers. Would you mind if I began reading them here immediately? I would like to discuss them with you after I am done. Of course. You may use Jonathan's study and I shall order lunch. Mina, I'm home. Did you meet with Dr. Van Helsing today? He is still here. I set him in your study and he's been reading over our papers since lunch. I want you to know, I also gave him your journal. I thought perhaps another witness might make things clearer. And you were correct, Madam Mina. Hello, Mr. Harker. It is my professional opinion that from henceforth you should know definitively the history you have written down is completely true. I would pledge my life on it. You must excuse me, Doctor. I must sit down. This is quite overwhelming. I apologize if my enthusiasm has caused me to neglect my bedside manner, Mr. Harker. I did not mean to open your old wounds. Wholly the opposite, Dr. Van Helsing. It was the uncertainty of reality that knocked me over. You don't know what it is to doubt everything, even yourself. You have cured me, Doctor. Mr. Harker, Madam Mina, we are at the beginning of a great and horrible task. A powerful evil has come to this country, and we here are the most knowledgeable of how truly dangerous it is. I ask for your friendship, but also your alliance in this cause. If it means stopping Count Dracula, I am with you, body and soul. As am I. I may only be able to organise what information we already have, but if I can help, I will. It would be easier if I could see both yours and Dr. Seward's records as well. That may be more difficult. Unfortunately, John and I had a quarrel before Lucy's service, and I fear our friendship has been strained. Whatever about? I suggested an autopsy on the body of Madame Lucy. In fact, what I suggested was more than a normal autopsy. I suggested to John we cut off her head and remove her heart. He did not receive the idea well. I should think not. What earthly good could it have done? Mr. Harker, do you remember those women you met in Dracula's castle? I believe his goal was to turn Lucy into one of the same kind, an undead creature, a vampire, like their master, the Count. Lucy, like those horrible women? That can't be possible. I have had to entertain many gruesome possibilities as of late. All of them have led me to the truth. Dr. Van Helsing, I know where Dracula is right now. He's here in London. I saw him not four days ago when we received your first telegram. He was younger somehow. 
The count I knew was ancient, but this man looked no more than forty. He was imbued with the life he took from poor Lucy. That is how creatures such as he live for so long, taking life from others through the blood. We could start searching for him here, but your London is populous. I saw nothing in your journals of what properties he purchased in England. Do you remember where they were, Jonathan? I'm sorry. Everything from that time is a thick fog in my mind. He had one somewhere in Whitby, I remember that. Then we should begin there. Madamina, you can have access to my notes at least, and we can see if collecting this information together can yield even greater clarity. Jonathan has only just started running the accountancy firm, and I don't want us to separate again. Nor do I, but this is too important. I'll spend a few days putting affairs together at the office, and you can help search for any records Mr. Hawkins may have left about the Count's acquisitions. And we'll both meet you in Whitby in a few days' time, Doctor. Hopefully then we can convince Dr. Seward to join our hunting party as well. This is too much, Professor Van Helsing. I am willing to be patient in all things reasonable, but I will not listen to any more of this madness. Madness would be easy to bear compared to a truth like this. Do you think I persist in this only to give you pain? I have come here from my own land to do what I can of good. First out of friendship for you, and then for love for a gentle young lady. I gave her my nights and days, before death, after death, and still now. Hello, Dr. Seward. John. May I introduce you to my husband, Jonathan Harker? Pleased to meet you, Doctor. Likewise. I'm sorry I've been somewhat preoccupied as of late. Have I been expecting you? We were called by Professor Van Helsing, and not a moment too soon, as it turns out. Mina Murray. I'd almost lost hope our paths would meet again, and yet here you are, a respite of beauty in this tenebrous time. Thank you, Quincy. You are kind as ever, though my name is Mina Harker now. Then you must be the gallant gentleman with the solemn duty of this lady's hand. Quincy Morris at your service, and believe me, I do not mean that as a pleasantry. If there is any need you require, have no doubt that I am your Huckleberry. I can bear witness to his friendship. Quincy has hardly left my side while I could do little more than mourn for Lucy. It is concerning her welfare that we came here. Lucy has no more welfare to be concerned about. Or has Professor Van Helsing pervaded your mind with notions of supernatural horror? Quite the opposite. It was we who were able to confirm his suspicions. Jonathan knows the man who murdered Lucy. Not a man. Ages and ages ago he was a mortal man. Now he is little more than a beast of hunger. Hunger for what he does not have, life and companionship, both of which he has taken from Lucy. If you must persist with these wild accusations, Professor, I demand you either provide real proof or relieve yourself of my hospitality. The proof is in what I have witnessed myself, and can affirm as true. If that is not enough, there's this. A copy of the Westminster Gazette we bought at the train station. A drawing that looks like Lucy? Not looks like. That is Lucy. Read the article underneath. A composite sketch of the woman children of Whitby have dubbed the Bluefer Lady. At least three children have gone missing in the town of Whitby over the last two weeks. The only witnesses are the children have all claimed they were last seen in the company of a beautiful pale, red-headed woman dressed in white who is said to haunt the Whitby Chapel Cemetery, luring children to walk with her. Afterwards, they are never seen again. I have known Lucy since we were children. It can pain no one more than me to think of her as this monster, but there can be no other conclusion. 
Mina, I can't accept this. Lucy is dead. If I reject that fact for some incredible fantasy, this sanitarium becomes inverted and I become another madman crying senselessness into the night. If there is even a small chance, John, then there is no time to argue before more harm would fall onto an innocent. You must give us your key to her tomb so that we can act on our own. No, I will not. But I shall join you and we can observe the definitive truth together. Quincy, are you still with me? It would be my everlasting shame to stand anywhere else. Whatever is stalking this here town, I figure it must be mixed up with the fate of our beloved Lucy. And that means that I will not rest until I broker it an introduction with the blade of my bowie knife. Then the three of us shall make a vigil tonight. I count five. Mina and I will not step away from this danger either. Perhaps it would be better for Madame Mina to stay here. I agree. There may be dark work ahead of us, and we've already lost poor Lucy. All the more reason I must go. You must pardon me, Dr. Seward. Lucy may have been your wife, but I loved her for much longer. I must see this affair to its end, no matter how ghastly. Be assured, I do not doubt your courage or your ability, Madam Mina. However, there are more important tasks for you here. You have brought our journals typed and organized as you promised, have you not? I have. To them we must add those of Dr. Seward. Only when we have a complete picture of the past events will we be equipped to fight our enemy. You will acquiesce to sharing them, won't you, friend John? Yes, if Mrs. Harker will stay here to organize them. No, I agree about their importance, but I will not be put off. I must witness for myself whatever has become of Lucy. I understand. But first I ask you to come with me and look over the doctor's notes. When you see them, your mind may be changed. Very well. Lead on. A phonograph. I've only heard descriptions of these. You talk into here and your words are preserved here on these cylinders. Amazing. Much more advanced than shorthand. Yes. The only shortcoming is that there is no way to come back to any particular place of the recording. We need you to transcribe all of the cylinders to be able to include them in the history we have constructed. <sighs> there is another problem as well. A task I believe only you can accomplish, Madame Mina. There is a patient here named Renfield. I am convinced he was under the influence of that fiend, and perhaps even in league with him until recently. Friend John also suspects him of sharing some responsibility for poor Lucy's death. He keeps Renfield confined to his room and will not allow anyone else to speak for him. Renfield will not speak to John either, and so we are, as you say, at an impasse. He has remained, however, strangely chivalrous and even remorseful. If you visited him, there is a greater chance he would speak to you. It must be tonight, though. John is still intellectually protective, and I don't think he would allow it while he is here. If I tell the nurses you are authorized, they will permit you to visit him. I see. Is this man Renfield dangerous? No, I don't believe so. He attacked John and I some time ago, but his health has grossly deteriorated since then. He no longer eats much and spends much of his days lethargic. Very well. I shall stay and find out as much as I am able. Please, take Jonathan with you tonight. Him being there would be the closest thing to being a witness myself. Do you think that is wise? He may still be recovering from his shock. Jonathan has been in conflict with this evil longer than any of us, and has the most intimate knowledge of what we are fighting. It would be no more wise to underestimate him than you would me. Now, if you would please hand me the first cylinder, Professor, I shall begin transcribing Dr. Seward's notes immediately, to be most prepared to meet this Mr. Renfield tonight.
Do you have the key to the crypt, friend John? Yes, in my front pocket. It does occur to me, Professor, what we are doing here is not quite scientific. What could be more reliable than direct observation? What I mean is, if we begin with a conclusion already in mind, then we will inevitably twist any facts we observe to fit that conclusion. You make an excellent point, Doctor. Let us then strictly observe the facts, and we will only make conclusions when we are sure there are no other possibilities. How could anything escape this tomb with this heavy door locked? I interred my old employer in a crypt similar to this one. They are relatively easy to open from the inside in case of premature burial. Now, let us begin our direct observation. Mr. Morris, the crowbar. Let me be assured one final time, friend Dom. Is this what you want done? It is not, but I concede it is necessary. How will we know any difference? Fangs. There will be fangs coming out of her mouth. And blood. Mr. Harker is correct. Specifically, the canines will protrude. She will also show no signs of decomposition. On the contrary, she will look more alive than at her service. Mr. Morris, have your knife ready. Mr. Harker, please do give me the light with your lantern. Friend John, help me with the coffin lid. It's empty. Lucy is gone. Professor, I will take you at your word, but I must ask, did you have any part in what we see here? I swear to you all I did not. What do you believe, John? Professor, you know as well as I do there is still a persistent market in bodies. Lucy's not being here is not evidence it got up on its own. On the lock from the outside? Keys can be forged, locks can be picked. All of this could be the work of evil men rather than evil monsters. Very well. The only solution, it seems, is to remain here until sunrise. A vampire sleeps during the day. Is that not right, Mr. Harker? Yes. In a coffin like this one. Does it have to be their own? I believe so. If nothing appears by sunup, friend John, I will concede poor Lucy is truly gone forever, and at least at peace. For now, I have much work in the event some creature does present itself. Mr. Renfield, are you all right to have a visitor? Yes, of course. Is that you, Lucy? No, Lucy is gone. Yes, gone forever. My name is Mrs. Mina Harker. I was a close friend of Lucy. I've come to talk to you about her. Oh, no, no, that, that won't do. That's backwards thinking. Effect and then cause instead of the right way round. That is a symptom of madness, Mrs. Harker, seeing the effect first. He caused her, not her to him. It was not her fault. Not at all. By him? Do you mean your master? No, not my master anymore, but uh, who knows? Maybe he will master us all. I thought the blood was the life, but I was wrong, so very wrong. You mean when you ate animals to gain their life? Yes, yes. It's in the scripture, you know, the blood is the life, but I had it all mixed up. I cannot live forever. That was why I ate them. That is why he feeds, too. I, I thought he could make me like him, but no, no. I am left. Mr. Renfield. What is your first name? Richard Marcus Renfield is my name. <laughs> I almost forgot. Richard, where is your master, Count Dracula? He is everywhere. He can be the rats that scurry across the floor or a bat flying at your window. When he first came to me, he shrouded himself in a mist. 
I only saw his red lips and white teeth glinting in the moonlight. He laughed then, fierce and angry, and then he began to promise me things, not with words, but by doing them. He showed me flies enough to blot out the sun, and, and rats, hundreds of them, millions, every one of them alive. I'm sorry, Mrs. Harker. I let him in, and then he took poor Lucy. I'm so sorry. Where did you meet him? Was it at that chapel the night you led Dr. Seward and Professor Van Helsing away from here so he could attack Lucy? No, no. The chapel is only halfway between the estates. He is at Carfax. He's your neighbour. Mrs. Harker, I implore you by all you hold sacred, all you hold dear, save my soul of guilt and leave this place tonight. Do you hear me? Go! If you'll excuse me, fellas, my legs require stretching. I can check the perimeter outside while I busy myself. That would be unwise, Mr. Morris. Here we are safe. I have sanctified the entrance, and any demonic being will be prevented from entering. Outside, you are subject to the same fate as small children, lost and never heard of again. I'll keep my horses reined in there. How did you sanctify the door with the little crumbs you made? What were they? Heavenly host, already blessed by a priest. I took them before they could be used in communion. You stole communion wafers? I felt my need was greater than the parishioners. Do not worry about my immortal soul, good doctor. I confessed to the priest and he gave me a penance of five rosaries. Professor, you say these vampire devils are like vampire bats. They live off blood? Yes. They are like the animal, except they do not die if they continue to feed, but must go on age after age, adding new victims and multiplying the evils of the world. Is it possible this creature could have stolen Lucy from here? Considering the weight of the stone lid that required the both of us to move, she could have done it herself. They also possess immense strength. While he had me prisoner, I witnessed Count Dracula scale a sheer castle wall with nothing but his fingernails. Mr. Harker, did you say Count Dracula? Why, Count Dracula is here. He is our neighbour at the Carfax estate opposite this chapel. Carfax, of course. I must go to Mina. I see her. Who? The lady in white, traversing the graveyard. She's carrying something. One of the little nippers, I reckon. She's coming this way. Take cover, gentlemen. Harker, extinguish the light. Are you fit for action, my son? I'll be fine, but I'm sorry. I don't think I'll be much help to you. I can't seem to move. Only remain near Mr. Morris. John and I will handle this. You have your stake, John? Yes. Until this very moment, I could not believe it was true, but now I cannot deny that is Lucy. Now I must do the opposite and convince you it is not Lucy, my friend. What you see is merely a creature that has taken Lucy's body for itself. There is no more of Lucy in there than if she were dead, except to suffer the last part of her humanity. I can fix her flint right now with my cult. No, Mr. Morris. You might hurt the child. Friend John, she is almost to the entrance where she cannot pass. You must be brave. A moment's courage, and it will be done. Lucy. Lucy, it's me. It's John. Um, me, my love. Be careful, my friend. A vampire's claws are razor sharp and harder than Spanish steel. I will come to you, Lucy. Let go of the child so that I may hold you in my arms. 
Good. Now we can be together. Embrace me. My love. Hold her down! We must drive the stake into her heart! Stand back. Only a minute. Lucy, I'm here. I have your hand. Don't be afraid. John. Thank you. Help! Help! Mana! Help! Sounds like hollering coming from the hospital. Mina! Jonathan, wait! Quincy, come with me. Professor, finish here and follow us as soon as possible. Take my rosary. If Dracula is there, he will fear the power of the Lord. Push this your face and drive him out. Back, you devil! I'll... It is too late, friend Harker. She's mine. Mina, if you struggle, I shall bash a skull before your very eyes. Drink. Unhand my friends, you filth! Holy damnation! It is a demon! Out, devil! By the power of this crucifix and all that is holy! He lit out! I can't spy him nowhere! We must kill him! Follow me, Quincy! Mina and John are hurt, Doc. You need to stay and fix him up. We'll have to hash him out later. starting to come to life again. Madam Mina, are you hearing me? Blood. Unclean. Blood. You are safe, my love. No! Jonathan, don't touch me! I am... I have his blood. His blood is in me now. I, I am unclean. Mina, listen to me. You are Mina Harker. You are my wife and my love. Everything that is mine is yours. I walked through hell to be with you, and here I will remain. Your horrors are mine. Oh, Jonathan. <laughs> Professor, now that we know they are safe, we must go to Carfax and destroy Dracula once and for all. He will not be there, friend John. As I was running from the graveyard, I saw him come out this window in his beast form. He did not return to Carfax, but instead flew south toward London. No doubt to another property we are ignorant of. Slugs. What's that, Quincy? Slugs from my cult here on the floor. I saw the devil get plugged, and they looked like they hit something. The vampire can heal almost instantaneously, Mr. Morris. He was likely more surprised by a weapon he has never experienced before. The only way to permanently defeat him is to stab the heart and remove the head. It is my own cowardice that undone us, then. If I had the fortitude to use my bowie knife, that would have been the end of it. You cannot blame yourself, friend Quincy. Our enemy has so far proven more cunning than we expected. How could we know he would return here only to harm poor Mina? He didn't. It wasn't me he wanted. It was my notes. He appeared somehow. I don't know how he entered. He was mad with anger and demanding I give him our journals. When he found them, he only needed to hold the papers in his hands to burn them. Then I did a stupid thing. I told him we would still be able to hunt him and we would frustrate his every design. His eyes turned blood red and full of hate. 
He told me he would take their most beloved for himself, and then he drew out his long fingernail and held it to my throat. I thought he would kill me then, but instead he opened his shirt and cut himself across his breast. He said I would be his wife and come to his call, and instead of working to thwart him, I would be at his side and betray all of you, and then he... He, he made me... Oh, my God, what have I done? God pity me. I, I started to suffocate, and I drank his blood. Do not fear, brave girl. We will vanquish this monster, even if we must do so without your precious notes. You don't have to, Professor. He only burned our journals. My notes I kept safe from him. I bound them in twine and hid them in the ventilator when I heard Renfield shouting. Truly, you are a brave and resourceful woman, Batamina. This will be our most potent weapon so far. Renfield... He was very brave to try to warn me and call for help. Have you seen to him? I did, for Dr. John was attending to you. I am sorry to say he is dead. When I found him, his neck was broken in a manner that showed considerable force. That poor man. He suffered almost as much as Lucy. Jonathan, did you see Lucy tonight in that graveyard? Is she a creature now like that terrible beast? I couldn't bear to look. I was with her at the end. She returned to her true self. This Dracula could no longer affect her. Lucy died with her soul intact, but Mina, it will require more than a pure soul to defeat our enemy. I am sorry this burden has been laid before you, but we will require your mind and cunning as surely as your notes to work against him. He said I would betray you and take his side. Professor, am I cursed to become a thing like him, like Lucy? I don't know. I don't believe so. He had months to corrupt Lucy, and she did not know what was infecting her. She's in trouble and trials that her faith is tested. I have remaining one last communion wafer. Allow me to bless you with it. It's the name of the father, and the... Take it away! You're hurting her! I am sorry, dear Mina. I did not expect so quick a transformation. I am truly damned! Jonathan, don't let me fall into disgrace. If you love me, save me from the pain of seeing myself hurt you. Promise me you will end my cursed existence first. I would stand between you and death itself. You cannot die, Mina. Not without me. We must fight until this evil is past. He has been purposefully severing every tie that could lead us to him. Without Lucy or Renfield or his estate, we are left without a clue with which to follow. Even if he's abandoned Carfax, there may still be some evidence we can use to find him. Quincy and I can search every room. We are all of us exhausted, friend John, and we'll have more keen sight if we rest first. I would also like some time to research the Count's history. Let us sleep for now, and tomorrow endeavor our own investigations, before meeting here with our results. Take heart, everyone. Our hunt is not entirely sported. Sometimes the rabbit, in its haste to find a place to hide, leaves a track that can be easily detected, if one knows where to look. This has been Dracula, a radio play. Adapted by Cruz Flores. Audio editor, Shireen Khan. For more information and a full cast list, visit dracularadio.podbean.com. If you would like to support the show, please go to co-fi.com forward slash dracularadio.com.